Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our next guest is Gabrielle Boucher. Gabrielle is known as America's Millennial Expert. She's a number one best-selling author of four books on her generation, a TEDx speaker, has worked with presidential campaigns, Fortune 500 CEOs, and top military generals on millennial engagement. You can learn more at millennialsolutions.com or follow her on Instagram at Gabby Boucher. Gabby, thanks so much for being our Gifters podcast where your story is gift to the world. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So there's a lot in your bio. I don't know where we should start. TEDx speaker. Let's start with the presidents. Which presidents have you worked with and how did you get involved with these presidential campaigns? Well, it's pretty funny. I actually went to college and studied politics and theology. You know, the, the two things that you're not supposed to talk about, <laughs> you know, in polite conversations. I was like, let's, uh, let's major in both of those uh, because I really was kind of that very uh, optimistic young person who wanted to make a difference in the world. Did politics for uh, a brief amount of time and realized I was becoming more of a problem than the solution. <laughs> And uh, so because of that, I kind of went on this really long roundabout journey of working in, um, in the nonprofit sector, working in the corporate sector, eventually starting my own company. Uh, but that, that love and that heartbeat for making a difference in the political sector still, still rings true. So I've worked with a number of different, uh, different campaigns on the PAC side as well as on, the, um, on more of the advisory side, specifically helping them look at you – know, voter is. Um, so we've worked with, um, with statewide campaigns, we work with presidential campaigns, uh, really on helping them create a message uh, that and we work with people on both sides of the aisle to make sure that people, leaders, really better understand how to capture the millennial voice and frankly represent a, a generation that has really diverse and, um, you know, really growing needs. That's great. Now, I've read some stats on the U.S. senators as well as the Congress people, and so many of them are like old, like like six years and older, and so a lot of them don't even have internet access or even some smartphones, frankly. So do you see there's a disconnect relative to what you're teaching and coaching these politicians or these presidents and like the vast majority of people who at least have a smartphone? For sure. And uh, so much of what I do in my research, I've studied millennials for over 11 years. I've written multiple books. I speak around the world on bridging the generation gap. Uh, But a lot of what I do and the work at my company, The Millennial Solution, does is helping to bridge that gap to make sure that those of older generations understand what motivates the next generation. But also, too, that my generation, those who are under 35, understand how to communicate and relate to those of an older generation as well. And it's that that mutual respect piece that I think is really powerful and it's really needed, whether it's in the nonprofit space we work with, in the government space, um, or with any of our Fortune 500 clients that we work with. Well, that's great. It's your service and, 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 and awareness is so important because I think I read recently it's, there's about 80 million millennials. And so what do you think are some of the main challenges that millennials might have when they're looking for a job and if they're not familiar with the older, as you call it, generations? The, the big, I think, opportunity here is to help, you know, again, both generations really understand from 
uh, from each other's perspective. So I think a big myth that uh, leaders in the older generation have about millennials is that we're entitled, that we're addicted to technology. Uh, and there are three others that I, I share in my book, Five Millennial Myths. And that, that idea that you have about someone else is really you know, based in a stereotype, which we all know what that is. And it's so dangerous uh, because that's really what's dividing the opportunity um, to collaborate, to work together, to dream together, to do incredible things, whether it's, you know, how to serve your community better, just how to serve your country better, to how to, you know, serve your clients better. So uh, making sure that from, again, from that both, um, that both and approach is something that uh, myself and the rest of our trainers, we've got trainers across the country uh, who go into to corporations and do training, work with executives, work with managers to better bridge that gap to make sure that everybody's working better together. That's great. Now, share with us some of these examples. I, I noticed in your survey that you talked about a, a client in Australia that they had some pretty massive results. It's been incredible. Like you, I've spoken around the world and have opportunity to work with a number of major brands from Microsoft to Audi, Volkswagen to uh, the CIA. So it's been a really incredible journey. Uh, but one of um, kind of the most powerful impact moments that we had was we got a letter just about two weeks ago from someone who uh, had seen me speak at, at a conference in Las Vegas earlier this year. And just from that encounter of me uh, speaking for about an hour on the work and the research and, and really the practical side of things. Because as you know, uh, the, the, the power of being a speaker, is, it's really like being a consultant with a microphone. If it, it's not just about my story, it's about the transformation that happens in the audience. So this individual is a manager of one of the, the highest grossing um, Mitsubishi dealerships in Australia. And he had taken what I had put forward everything from the onboarding program to uh, communication and hiring best practices to how to reach the next generation. Turned around, went back to uh, went back to Australia, implemented these strategies, sent us an email, and said, "You've literally saved me millions of dollars because you helped." Not only myself, but I then took that information and trained my entire team. And you know, we've never gotten along as well as we do now. And it's, a, it's those little moments, you know, many more you don't ever hear from anybody again, uh, but it's those moments that you hear that someone had that transformation and even just uh, as little as 90 minutes. So did you, did they give you a commission check for the savings they got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a speaking tour in Australia. So I, I, uh, I don't think that that's a, that's a bad trade off at all. <laughs> it's like, wow, I helped you save a million dollars. That's awesome. Now hire me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm always curious about the, the deeper meaning, like, for me, like I would get punished in school for talking too much. Now I get paid a lot of money for talking. But uh, I see these speakers out there, and myself, and you included, we're like we're like rock stars of purpose in a sense. So more, I'm more curious about the, the the deeper like why did you choose this? Like, what was your motivation? You seem like a very intelligent, ambitious person. You're an entrepreneur. Why this specific field in this specific time for you personally? I've always been really passionate about speaking. Like you, it's something that. Um, that I've enjoyed doing. It's not necessarily something that came natural uh, to myself. I, I had a stutter. I had to go to speech therapy as a kid. I was terrified getting up in front of someone. Uh, but really, it came down to this kind of pull to find a platform for my passion. And I really got into this space because I remember I was at a networking event in Washington, D.C., where someone asked me who I, what I did and, and who I worked for. And instead of saying what I did, because at the time I was a fundraiser for a nonprofit and I'd just written my second book, 
uh, instead of saying I was a fundraiser, I said, you know, I'm, I'm an expert in millennials. And I just kind of looked at her like, does she believe me? Because <laughs> I didn't believe myself. Uh, but she said, oh, my goodness, that's fascinating. My, you know, my organization could really use you. And not knowing where she worked, I was like, oh, well, where do you work? And she said, the Navy. And uh, I gulped a little bit and was like, oh, of the United States? <laughs> so the, the Navy was one of my first clients um, as a professional speaker. And I've been on uh, six naval bases, worked with uh, Naval Sea Command and Joint Warfare Centers. Um, the list goes on. But, but that moment happened for me where I realized that I wanted to speak not because I wanted to speak. I wanted to speak because I had a message. And, and anyone who is sitting in a crowd looking up at the stage saying, I have a message that's similar or I can say that better or my story is unique. That's kind of that fire, that burn inside of you that whenever I meet folks who, who see me walk off of the stage and say, I would love to do that. I'm like, you need to do it because that fire inside of you is, uh, I think, uh, a sign that you have what it takes. You have, you have the passion, you have the ability uh, to share your message with uh, thousands of people. Yeah, and I want to point out to our listeners that not only do you have a passion to speak and you have your own personal story, but I want to stress that you actually have a product or service people need. And that's a really key thing and I want our listeners to know and keen in on because just having the ability to speak well or wanting to speak or having a passion to speak, in your case, you actually have a service, Gabrielle, that people want. And I want to really, really stress that because I meet a lot of entrepreneurs that want to speak. They have certain topics, but I'm like, but just make sure people want it in your case to have that immediate almost gratification that, oh, well, like if you just pitch that once, it's like, oh, that's great. Like even with me, like I teach, I speak, but I also teach other entrepreneurs how to speak. And they're like, oh, I love learning how that process works. But I want to just stress to our listeners how important it is to find topics that provide solutions for your clients. In your case, Gabriel, you have people from around the world, which is awesome. We're pretty much done with our gifters podcast, Gabrielle, how can our guests stay in touch with you to learn more about your services and your speaking and coaching? Yeah, they can learn more about uh, who we are if they're having challenges with marketing to millennials, selling to millennials, or hiring millennials. They can check us out at millennialsolution.com, and they can download a, a free checklist that we have there, or you know, check me out on LinkedIn. I do videos every week uh, on our research and the work that we're doing in the multi-generational space, and of course, uh, follow us on Facebook and check me out on his, um, Instagram at Gabby Beauchet. Awesome. My last question for you, Gabby, is they've done studies where when you're five years old and you ask them what they want to be, they're like, I want to be president, I want to be an astronaut. But as soon as you become six years old, you're just in the institution of, of edu formal education. So if you were to talk to a five-year-old Gabrielle, what would you tell her about life in terms of one specific life advice? Oh, I love that. It's funny when um, I have a podcast and my question is always, what would you tell the 12 year old version of yourself? So I, I love the five year old version uh, better because I think it uh, that's, a, that's a funny way of looking at it. I, I think that the the ideas of, of dreaming big and not being defined, I think that that's something that naturally you live out as an entrepreneur, that you're constantly growing and changing and you don't have a, a, t a title or a label necessarily that's saying you can only do this one thing. And so I think that that's one of the, the aspects that I've always loved about being an entrepreneur, even if I was, you know, five, if I was 12, if I was 18 and you would have told me I was an entrepreneur, uh, I would have been like, you're crazy. That's a terrible life idea. Uh, but here I am, you know, years and years later and, and absolutely loving every bit of it. So 
I would, uh, I would definitely give the advice that it's, that it all works out and that, um, passion is definitely the fuel. And I couldn't agree more with you, Chris is, is when you have that passion and that purpose and you apply it to the marketplace, that's really where true fulfillment comes. It's not just having the desire, it's having the ability to serve people in a way that they value enough to pay you. That's really, that's really the goal, whether you're consulting, speaking, or starting a company. That's awesome. Gabrielle, thanks so much for your time. And thanks for sharing your story with the world. Thanks for having me on.